I'm getting ready to run a big race in just a few days. If you know me, you know that I've been all over the place. High highs, low lows. So on today's episode, I'm talking about riding all those waves. So stay tuned. This is the Lucy Beatrix Podcast. A little backstory, I was a fashion model for over a decade living in New York City, living a very unhealthy life, but I flipped that on its head and became a competitive runner, running a 244 marathon last fall in Chicago. Since that marathon, I have relocated to Austin, Texas, where I've been training with my coach and my new team, and it's been a wild ride this past month. Yeah, it's only been really a month that I've been here in Austin training and going after some big marathon goals. And while I have a race on Sunday, I thought, hmm, what should I talk about with you guys leading up to this big event? And I figured I would just tell you guys what's been going on in my world this past week as I've been tapering and thinking about what this race really means to me. So uh, if you were following me during the Chicago buildup, I did a few episodes leading up to that race talking about tapering and how I'm going into the race with my mindset and fueling and stuff like that, which is a little bit more of Coach Lucy talking about training and running. But this is a little bit more of a real account of what my life is like surrounding the training because as we all know as runners, life happens and there's other stuff going on underneath what you see on Strava or Instagram. So I'm going to fill you in and talk about how I'm going into this race because on one hand, this race is a really big deal to me. It represents so much. But on the other hand, I think I've completely recalibrated my entire perspective surrounding marathoning and racing in general in a really positive, good way. And I think I I just want to share that with you guys. So uh, about, let me just go back to around Thanksgiving time where I knew I needed to make a change with my training, with everything. Even though I was fresh off of the Chicago Marathon, I wasn't quite satisfied with that 244 um, because I felt like my fitness was a little bit better than that. And I I mean, I'm really happy I ran that time, but I I fell at the race start, which I'm sure added a little bit of time. And in general, I executed that race well, given certain circumstances. But I wanted to start treating running with a little bit more of a serious intention and uh, basically set my life up to be a little bit more healthy in other aspects so that I can really focus on the training and just everything else in my life so that running can be something that isn't as stressful. So I basically uh, rearranged my entire world and packed a backpack and came down here to Austin and started training with my coach. And it's kind of crazy because when I first heard about my coach, I had heard about him through my friend Mitch, who just ran a 216 in um, the California International Marathon, where he ran an Olympic trials qualifying time with this coach. And um, so when I actually met the coach, which it was it was a, a really dark track morning um, and it was like five in the morning. I show up to this track at the Austin High School and I meet my coach and I'm like, wow, this guy is old school and wild and wild in a good way. Like he is 
He is all about running. He definitely brings the energy. But more importantly, the kinds of athletes that are attracted to him, that go to him for coaching, are really big go-getters. These are people who are going after huge goals. We're talking fast, competitive times. And so right away, along with me and my coach, I met the community that is associated with him, his team, and we all started running together. And so with that, um, it clicked pretty much right away. His style of coaching, the way he sends workouts, the way he, de- he tells us what our workouts are, how he fixes, uh, fixes them into the week. He has a certain kind of approach that I really like. And I also, another huge thing is that I trust his coaching. Like I see what he's done with other runners. So then I was like, yeah, I'm jumping in on this. So this is all very important to say because it leads me to the present day. So this was over a month ago that I met my coach and started training with him. And he was there for these track workouts. He was there for my long runs, handing me fluids on the side of the road. Uh, He watched me kind of get situated out here because I didn't know, I still don't know what the heck I'm doing half the time. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a New Yorker, so even just like simple things like driving, like I'm like, oh, I, I, you know, I take Ubers and Lyfts. I don't drive. And he's like, I think that that it's just funny because I'm just a New York City girl. So there are there are a lot of things that like you can't you can't teach an old dog new tricks in certain ways. But it's been it's been really great adjusting and having him, you know, constantly checking in and making sure that I'm feeling like I am I'm comfortable here. So that said, uh, as it's gotten closer to the actual race, and we've had all these workouts that have been just like really eye-opening, and you know, as I started training with this team, I see these track workouts as just, they're so much longer and harder than anything I've ever gone through in my entire life. And given the short time that I've been here, I'm like, wow, this is what separates the boys from the men. And like, this is like some real deal training. And it really does feel like the most um, elite version of training that I could have stumbled upon that would like click with the kind of runner that I am, if that makes sense. Because, you know, I came into running later in life. I don't have this collegiate background. And luckily my coach understands that and sees that. And so I can just be like the way that I am. Like, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, there's so many funny little stories about just like, you know, mornings. where <laughs> I'm just like, the morning, it's just, it's hard for me. Five in the morning. I don't know. I, I Maybe I'm just like, I don't know what it is. But like, I've learned how to adjust and I'm learning how to be maybe a morning person. And I, I know I'm going to have to be more of a morning person as it gets hotter here in Texas and it's harder to run during the day. But Anyway, so getting situated here and getting comfortable with my coach and actually surrendering to this marathon training process and saying, okay, here, take my training and show me how to go. That is, that's huge for me. That is a huge point of growth and has shown me, okay, you're able to hand your training over to somebody else. Because for so long, I was so stubborn and could not do that. So that's the first thing that I think like coming out here has really represented. The other thing is having this sense of camaraderie with these other training partners and being able to be honest and vulnerable with them and be like, hey, this is how I'm feeling or like, wow, I don't really feel good about that workout and not having it be 
too competitive or feeling like I have to be guarded about how I'm actually feeling. So those things have been huge. And it's it's been also really interesting to see how for all of us, like some days somebody's having a good day and someone's not. And you can someday I'm the one having a good day and someone else isn't. And like you can kind of see the ebb and flow and realize that not every workout is going to be your like perfect day where everything is aligned. So that said, uh, going to the actual race, uh, if you talked to me three days ago, I was not okay. I was really struggling. I thought, what the hell am I doing? I came all the way out here. I don't know if I can perform and like everyone's going to laugh at me. All these things, all these silly things of people that it's it's in my head like I'm I made these stories up in my head of how everyone's counting on me to run a certain time or else I'm a big loser when I have to remember uh no one cares (laughs) and I also have to remember that you know what would I tell a friend that I keep saying to myself okay whatever I'm saying to myself or I'm panicking about xyz what would I say to a friend who, or a teammate who's coming to me and would say the same things? So, for example, I was getting really in my head about how how fast my workouts were and what I can do on race day. Like, oh, like, can I really do this time? Blah, blah, blah. And something that a friend said to me was, you know, your body is trained to a certain point. Like your muscles and your bones and all that stuff has adjusted to a certain level of training at certain paces. And you'll do what you can do on the day, whether or not, like, it's like, that's just, that's going to be what it is. So just don't stress about what that is. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Like, it's just going to be what it is. And the other thing is that I have to remember, this is something that my sponsor said to me, is that there's going to be other races. Like, you're going to have other races to go do, too. (laughs) So, you know, think about this as just like another step. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then I was talking to uh, a very close person in my life. Uh, I've mentioned him before on the podcast. His name is H on this show. Um, But I was talking to H over dinner the other night about this. And um, it just it was giving me more perspective of how people are here for me, like my friends, the people who are coming to the race. We're here to support me and they're not going to like forget about me if I run a different time than what I'm going for. And so, for example, I, I was saying to him, like, you know, what if I don't run the time? And I was thinking, like, are you just going to like we're driving down to Houston together tomorrow to get my bib and stuff and then run the race and then I'll come back on Sunday night. And I was thinking, well, if I don't hit that time, like, are you just going to drive back without me? Like, it's like no one no one is actually like that. It's not like uh, life or death. And so then I was able to put it all in perspective. And so after I had kind of this hiccup where I was kind of freaking out, a couple good things happened. Uh, I talked to my therapist and they also helped put in perspective certain things. And, you know, the, the best part was is like nobody is saying to me I have to run and no one is saying to me just sit out. They're just letting me come up to my own decision. And so because I had that freedom and it wasn't as much pressure Either way, way, I did determine that I I do obviously want to run. I put in the work and the stress is not going to be, you know, the, the nerves are not going to pull me out of this. But luckily, just bouncing off my therapist kind of calmed me down. Bouncing off my teammate calmed me down. B- 
bouncing over uh, over multiple dinners with H helped calm me down. Um, he definitely leveled me out quite a bit. And then having my coach uh, call me and talk to me about uh, this stuff really, really, really leveled me out because this is someone who has seen me in the throes of hard workouts and being like, I don't know, you know, just feeling bad sometimes, feeling great sometimes. And he threw a number my way of where we think we can be on race day. And when I hear him say it, I go, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Because I trust him. And I because I've surrendered so much, I'm like, yeah, well, he's seen some stuff. So he obviously knows. And that took a lot of the guesswork out. So I could be like, okay, well, if he thinks I can run that, then like, uh, I think I can because he knows these things. And he's a science guy or not science guy. He just, he crunches numbers, I should say. Like he sits there crunching numbers and making sure that, you know, like if I can run X, then I should be able to do Y or whatever math thing that coaches do to figure things out. So between those people, as well as my friends, like my, I have a friend back in New York who's coming down to the race and just you know, bouncing off of him. And I feel like having all these people to bounce off of has been really helpful. And I can just be super honest with everyone and just say, this is where I am. I don't know. And then like, you know, another reminder my coach gave me was I've had a lot of life transitions in the past month and a half. Like I, I had a lot go on. Lots been happening. And when I fell in Chicago, mind you, 90 days ago, I really hurt my knee. Like, obviously, I ran that race, but then I was limping around. I wasn't sure I was going to be able to run for a while. It was hard for me to do speed work because of how I hurt my knee. So I bounced back from that pretty quickly. And so it's kind of crazy to think that, like, I really haven't had that much time to focus training without having that bothering me. So I should be really grateful and be like, yeah, like, I'm not injured or sidelined. I was able to keep this space. And, like, you know, maybe I'm not going to, like, win, which you know, obviously not not this kind of a race, but I'm going to win my own race, which sounds super cliche, but I I feel like I'm showing up for myself. I'm meeting myself where I'm at. I'm going to practice a lot of the tools I learned during this little buildup that I've had so far. But more importantly, I'm I'm changing the perspective on what this race is. I'm seeing this as a first step, a first 26.2 mile step towards the direction that I want to go, with racing and training and uh, I'm not trying to I'm trying to run the race that I'm in but I'm also I am dreaming a little bit about some of the future races coming up and I'm thinking like you know this is all fun I'm having fun I'm Lucy the Viking cowgirl style and uh, (laughs) I can't wait I'm really excited my therapist today was like are you gonna wear your bolo on the race and I was like hell yeah I am you know I wear that bolo for all my good races Um, so I'm excited. I feel like a little bit better than I did. But I wanted to be uh, honest with you guys that like, you know, three days ago, I was like, I'm not running this race. I don't even know if I can run. Like, that's that's how I felt. That's how that's how wild everything was in my head, thinking that I'm just so far behind. But really, the the thoughts are that I have to reframe and put perspective on what everything means. And yeah, it's that's the process of like what I'm learning how to do and not freaking out all the time, because I think. I think in the past I had some bad experiences because I just like really spiraled and I didn't have anyone to really talk to about it and I put so much pressure on myself and I'm not going to do that this time. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. I'm doing it for me. I'm turning this into a really fun weekend with friends that I've like excited to see everybody 
And so if you see me out there in Houston on Sunday, January 15th, give me a little shout. I love a little cheering, you know, just be fast, just win. That works. Whatever you want to say. It, it really worked a lot in Chicago. I was dying when I heard some of you guys yell, just be fast, just win when I was running the race. So yeah, um, I'm excited. You can obviously hear it in my voice. And while it is Friday night and the race is on Sunday morning, I need to tone it down, get myself into chill Zen mode, get a good night's sleep tonight. Cause you know, the night before the race is a, is a, you know, could be anything, but yeah. So thanks so much for tuning into my show. Find me on Instagram. I'm at Lucy Beatrix, L-U-C-I-E-B-E-A-T-R-I-X. And until next time, just be fast, just win.